depression, anxiety, talk about it with me. Strange brain, same page, safe place, therapy is great, and this ain't the same, but we're crying behind sunglasses anyway. Crying behind sunglasses. Hey, 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 Sunnies. You may notice that the audio quality on today's episode is a little bit different. I am coming at you from a voice memo on my iPhone. Now, uh, I don't really feel like sharing all the personals of my detailed life. Wait, no. Details of my personal life. You may have noticed that I took a few weeks off of the podcast, and I would never do that without a good reason. So, for accountability, I will say that uh, my life got a little upside down, and I recently had to move, and I will be addressing all of those big life changes on an episode very soon when I feel ready. Uh, For now, I'm actually really happy that the interview I had on tap is something that just brought me so much joy to listen back to as I was preparing this episode for you all. So um, also, if you're a new listener, uh, this is Crying Behind Sunglasses. I'm Katie Dahl. This is a mental health podcast for cool people, which means that, you know, come as you are. And Yes, of course, we all have our issues. That is what makes us human. But let's find a way to laugh about it because that means that it no longer has power over you. Yeah, are my panic attacks fucking terrifying? Of course. But I can look back and say, isn't it silly and stupid how I have to literally lay on the floor on my chest and do a plank to get it to stop? It's kind of funny. So, on to lighter matters. Like I was saying, um, this is a mental health podcast, so if you are coming back for more, thank you for sticking with me, even though I took a break. And if you are a new listener, welcome. We just got featured on the Hoo-Ha-Ha app, which is such a huge honor, so welcome if you're coming to me from there. And be sure to follow or subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening from. And uh, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for medical advice or therapy. I am not a doctor. I'm just someone who is on this mental health journey and is sharing it with you. And I really care about you taking care of yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. So today's guest. Oh my goodness. Shubham Goyal. He is from The Circle on Netflix. And he, uh, spoiler alert, in case you didn't watch, uh, in 2020, he was the number two, the runner-up at the end of the show. And he really helped me get through some tough times in the early pandemic while I was watching because he's just so genuine. He's like the anti-influencer, right? And for those of you who didn't watch that show, I think you can still get a lot of inspiration and knowledge from listening to this because the show, I'll give you a little context just so you can really understand. It is a bunch of strangers that are each locked in their own perfectly decorated apartment and they can only communicate with each other through a fake social media app that is in all the TVs in the apartment. And so... What was really interesting about the show was that some people decided to play as themselves, which Shoe Bomb did, 
And some people decided to play as catfish, which meant that they would put forward a different photo. Sometimes they'd be playing a different gender, and they were doing that in order to win, because to win the circle, you basically have to kind of play the same game that we all play whenever we're on Instagram or Facebook, where we're just trying to get people to like us and think that we're genuine, but we also have to uh, sell a certain version of ourselves that is more palatable. And there's just so much to unpack there, especially from a mental health perspective. So it was really cool to talk to him about it. We talk about deep inner joy, which Shoebomb has in abundance. What it's like to be on a reality competition show for him and for me, actually, because I recently did Backyard Bar Wars on True TV, and how you cannot let it go to your head. We discuss the effects of social media on our mental health, Shoebomb's comedic inspirations, including Steve Martin, and Shoebomb answers some burning questions from all of you listeners out there. Thank you to my sonnies for sending in some really thought-provoking questions. He's branching out into acting and comedy now, so be sure to check out his stuff after the episode. Welcome back to Crying Behind Sunglasses. Today's guest, oh man, this show got me through the early pandemic and I'm just so excited to finally get to get him on the show. Uh, Basically, if you watched The Circle like me while you were locked inside of your house uh, in 2020 and you're like, how did they predict the future? You know, maybe we'll get to the bottom of this. And now he is pursuing acting and comedy and has all kinds of projects in the works. Please welcome Shoebomb Goyle. Hello. Thanks for having me, Katie. <laughs> Thank you for being here. This is super cool. Mental health check-in. How are we feeling this morning? We're, we're, we're up bright and early. Bright and early. Yeah, I'm feeling good these days, for sure. I mean, the pandemic's definitely thrown the world for a haywire, but like all things considered, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. You weren't just on the circle. You were like, you were second place. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Not too, <laughs> not too shabby. Is that uh, is that one of your nicknames? I remember they called you Shuby. Shuby, yeah, yeah. Shubes, Shuby. Uh, <laughs> there's so many nicknames now. Like so... So many. Just to jump right into that before we get into any of the like mental health questions that I might have for you. Like I was saying, and I'm sure a lot of people thought this, maybe you even thought this, how did they come up with the circle where it's like people are literally locked in their apartments and they can only talk through their computers and then all of a sudden that's that's that was everybody's reality, you know? Like what was it like being in there? Was it like the COVID lockdown or was it more fun because you didn't have like impending doom? <laughs> yeah, no, it, first of all, it was the like rarest of coincidences that like we had this game and then the real world experienced the game. Okay. It kind of felt like, you know, we were being prepared for like the major leagues, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a brilliant concept. I thought the people who created it did such a great job at like creating like a real life world, how we all interact mostly through a social media platform and then play it in a game. I thought the concept was so brilliant. And yeah, it was just so fun playing that game. I loved it. I know some people were bored. I was just so captivated in playing this game. Yeah, um, I could uh, the enthusiasm definitely came through for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a little kid in Disneyland. I'm like, just let me play. From what I remember, and I don't know if this is real or not, so you can tell me, I feel like your whole angle was that you didn't do a lot of social media in real life. Yeah. And you weren't a huge fan of it. And that was kind of 
why you wanted to do it as a challenge yeah for sure i've always been a huge fan of like competition shows uh-huh and uh social media i thought was really bad for society i still do and mm-hmm. i thought it'd be interesting how someone like with my views would do on a show like this like you said a challenge kind of feel like i'm like the antithesis antithesis of the concept and how i would compete on a show like that so those were definitely things that really attracted me towards it. Interesting. So you, someone with my views, like, what are your views? Are these super controversial about social media? <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay, so before the circle, yes. I thought social media is really bad because it's like, you know, the, the addiction is there. It's a comparison mm-hmm. contest. It raises everyone's insecurity. And I was just seeing like kids would do anything to get their likes and followers up to like, a you know. Yeah. And I just thought it was really bad for society. And it paints a world that's just not true. Mm-hmm. And um, after the show, after the show, <laughs> my views have changed. I see like you can you can like create a community. You can meet people like we're meeting each other. You we know? are. Look at this. The, it, social media did this. <laughs> yeah, this friendship. So like, you know. You can make friends, you can express yourself, you can be in a community. Yeah. I still do think those cons I said in the beginning are still there. 100%. Yes. So it's good and bad for me. A lot of bad. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I hear that. And that was something I wanted to touch on with you today because I feel like, of course, social media has, it has good and bad. And I've experienced both as well. Like this show, I really feel like is something not to toot my own horn but it's it's a warm fuzzy corner of the internet i'm here talking with people about their feelings i have a support group i started on facebook we've got like four or five hundred members you know people are helping each other out it's just it's a little bit different right and so being able to use social media in a positive way and having people connect and being like oh my god i'm so glad finally people are talking about mental health that's cool but then on the other side yeah, I mean, especially as a woman, the pressure to look perfect on Instagram or that like everything has to be perfectly curated and documented and every event you go to has to look a certain way and you have to wear the right outfit. Like it's insane. The pressure is insane. How do we balance that? I have to use social media for work. How do I balance those feelings? That's a good question. There's the time block strategy. That's what I do. I mean, I just try to limit it to like an hour a day, even though that's super tough if you think about it mm-hmm. like, social media to an hour a day is always a could be a good thing only use it when you need to for work mm-hmm. and stuff there's also like other things where you can like clean your stuff of what you're watching so like if anything makes you feel bad when you look at it just unfollow them or yeah I've been doing that a lot lately and that's been feeling great <laughs> yeah no it definitely does because you're like you know, you're the average of who you're around. So that's always a good thing. I think just limiting it. And then maybe I always encourage people to read. There's this book hooked, I think by Neil, I forget his last name, but I encourage people to read like about like the, the early designers who made these social media sites. So you can see like from their end, what they were trying to accomplish. Cause Ooh. I think if people, yeah, like learn that's... more about like what the real function was and what the designers are trying to get you to see, then I think you're going to see a whole big picture of what you're using day to day. And that I think that will help your brain like trigger itself out of addiction if it is. Addictive. You just, yeah, this is really fascinating. I've never had anyone suggest that before. Yeah. And it's so smart. Like, of course, just go and see, pull back the curtain, like see inside the yeah. matrix. The Wizard of Oz, yeah. Morpheus, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Go open it up and see it, yeah. And like see, who created this machine? What did they create it 
four. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause we're all just cogs in that wheel or I don't know. I'm doing a lot of metaphors right now. <laughs> yeah, worth it. yeah. We are cogs in a wheel for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Wait. Okay. So did you do this sort of research? Yeah. I read this book a while ago. Um, I think that's probably why it w and you know, just being around the tech industry, I've seen a lot of like the tech, the tech side of social media, how they designed it, why they're building what they do from like an interaction design. I actually took an interaction design experience course during the pandemic. So that was really interesting to see how like all these like effects they use, like there's this thing called like the random variable effect. And it's like a video game. The reason we're addicted is a lot of it is like, you want one more, you you want like a one more friend request, one more like, one more star. It's like a mission, right? And it's like, it's also the randomness. You don't know when you open your site, how many you're going to get. And it's, so it's like opening a Christmas present, that like mystery effect just trains the brain to keep going back to it. Wow. What random variable effect? Random variable rewards effect. Re rewards effect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, stuff. Yeah, about I, I used to love science when I was a kid. So like I can, I can get on board with this. Katie, you would love it. Definitely research. Uh, this is, wow. Okay. Yeah. And a lot because... of people, a fun fact, like a lot of people use this, like a lot of popular influencers use this and then they utilize it with their following. So they use the science behind it. So. <sighs> no, I, I, I don't know if I can get on board with that. I guess I can, what I mean getting on board is more so like, studying this and understanding it because they do talk about social media addiction or computer addiction as a real addiction yeah, uh and people get counseling for it and it, it is because you get that little hit of dopamine you get that little yeah, hit of serotonin yeah. serotonin every yeah. time you have a like or a comment or whatever and sometimes it's even the opposite way where you're like oh, did someone say something bad is it going to be yeah, drama sure. yeah. and yeah in the randomness wow okay randomness. that's so interesting and so you're saying that like they study or because of all the data you're putting into this social media of the things that you look at for a certain amount of time and the things that you like and comment on that it's feeding you more of that well that is true yeah like with yeah. the algorithms for sure like based yeah. on like your watch time and how much you're interacting with certain stuff you're gonna see more of the same because they yeah. want to keep there longer right yeah well, what was that netflix doc we're, that we're oh, the social dilemma right so it's it's kind of like the social dilemma Absolutely. i mean this is what we're talking about right yeah. now but and they did a great job for sure they did a great job at looking at that yeah i would recommend that any listeners that are looking to get like you know just a quick little sneak preview of this research that shubham is suggesting we all do yeah. um if you're lazy like me and you just want to watch something on netflix <laughs> it's i mean it was a little depressing i remember when i watched it but it wasn't a lot of it was stuff i already knew yeah for sure uh so it's kind of hard to say but um okay back to you when you you said that you're a huge fan of competition shows hell yeah what is your favorite like what or what survivor. is or was your favorite survivor survivor and why is survivor your favorite I just grew up watching it like with the family on Thursday nights. I thought it was so cool. You have like different people interacting like on an island competing, like the social element. Uh -huh. I don't know. I just grew up with it. Just, the show game. I think the game is so fantastic and how it was built. I think it was like a huge cornerstone for like the foundation of competition shows. Wow. That's cool. So you grew up watching it with your family. You said yeah. you grew up in the Bay. We were saying that before yeah, we started yeah. recording. So how was that? I mean, tell me about your family and like what what was Shubham's childhood like? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I love that question, Katie. You know, my childhood was great. It was super yeah. fun. Great parents, so supportive. Um, 
Yeah, it was just really nice. I, uh, Do you have siblings? I, no, only child, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're just the star of the show then. They must love you. Are you an only child? No. I um, uh, It's me and my brother. And then I have a bunch of older stepsisters. Okay, okay, nice. So they're like, but they're way older. So it's mostly just me and my brother. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you're like half a, not joking. <laughs> what? I, I know. No, my, listen, dude. Like, you were saying my, like the star of the show. So I was saying like you're half a star, but that was a terrible oh, joke. Oh, I'm half a star. No, no, no. Actually, in our family, my brother is the star. I am just like the supporting. No, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I'm the, the supporting character at best. No, you're the main. <laughs> Katie, you're the main. You're the main. <laughs> no, I don't mind. I kind of like being in the shadows in my family. And then like when I go out into the world, I'm like, hello, here I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're born in the Bay. What what do your parents do? Yeah, so they're engineers. They're software engineers. Okay. Um, dad owns his own company, and then mom's worked in the tech industry. Cool. And so, did they encourage you to try and go in that direction? Is that why you um, went to study engineering? Uh, I know. Well, both. I mean, I just was really I liked the work they did, so they encouraged me to do tech and follow like the entertainment path. So do both. That's so neat because. I think it's a lot hard for a lot of people to recognize when you have multiple interests and they might try to put you in a box and yeah, you know. absolutely. And I think the thing with it these days is like, you can do multiple stuff, especially like the day we're in now, mm -hmm. like, you know, multiple boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Because why, like as humans, we all, of course we have different facets of our personality. We have different things we're interested in. I mean, yeah, uh, I do a million things, so I get it. Yeah, uh, but that's it's just interesting because you wouldn't necessarily think it's such a left brain, right brain scenario where like you're into engineering and then you're into acting and comedy and they're yeah. so different, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Sunnies, just a little break here to tell you about my favorite counseling service, which also happens to be a sponsor of this podcast, BetterHelp. Now, you might be asking me, Katie, what the heck is BetterHelp? Well, I'm here to tell you. It is the largest online counseling platform worldwide, uh, and they are changing the way that people get help because you can do it from the comfort of your own home, and it's super easy. Uh, and all of the counselors on BetterHelp are licensed, trained, experienced, actual psychologists. They're not just like some wackadoos on the internet like me. <laughs> Uh, they actually know their stuff. And when you sign up, you get to take a quiz um, and you talk about whatever it is that you need help with, whether that's anxiety, depression, what kind of therapy you want to do. And they will match you with a counselor very quickly and you can get started on your therapy journey. Let me support you and I will give you 10% off of your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash cryingbehindpod. That's betterhelp.com slash cryingbehindpod. And it's a special offer for my Sunnies listeners that I'm really proud to do because the main reason I started this podcast was to make a difference, be able to destigmatize these conversations around mental health. So, you know, therapy is not just for crazy people. It's for people like you. Like I said, betterhelp.com slash cryingbehindpod and you will get 10% off. I actually had some questions that uh, are from <laughs> some of, um, I put it out to to the fans and the friends out there and the sunnies. Uh, do you mind if I ask a few questions from, from them? Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this is relevant. I think we kind of covered this, but a lot of people were asking about it. So uh, I will ask again. 
knowing that you're critical of social media, uh, yeah. this is from, from Frankie. Thanks, Frankie, for sending this in. Uh, knowing, <laughs> knowing that you're critical of social media, do you believe social media transforms us into worse versions of ourselves? Or does it reveal base impulses that are already latent within us? I know that's kind of crazy. Uh, and I guess follow-up question, which we can talk about later, is like, oh, has your popularity on social media like changed your opinion of it? You know? Oh, the great question, first of all. Great yeah. questions. <laughs> I know. Well, so let's, let's tackle the first one. So does, I guess what Frankie is asking is like, does social media bring out the best or the worst in us? I would argue it brings out the worser version for sure. <laughs> I think it reveals, I think it, it definitely taps into our impulses, which is why it's so effective. But then I also think, I don't think it reveals, I think it transforms. Because I'm okay. all a believer about who you're surrounding yourself with has a big impact on you. So I think if you surround yourself with like social media culture, you kind of become the social media culture, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that's who you were before. It just means you're transforming into that. It's like, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's a transformation for sure. You had a certain one opinion of social media going into the show. And then you, yeah. you, you told me that you, it changed for you and you saw, sure. oh, here's some positive connections I'm making, which absolutely I feel like you were kind of, you were just being you, you know, like you were like, okay, I'm going to be the anti-influencer, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. and, and it seemed like that actually, that strategy really worked for you and yeah. uh, everyone could feel how genuine you were being. And even after the show, like, you know, that's probably why people are interested in like, oh, what's he doing now? After you finished the show and you got the reaction from people, has that yeah. changed it also? Like your opinion? No, the feedback, I guess a little, has changed a little bit of how I view it. And the fact that you can like build friendships and create a community. Like I've met so many people across the world who have shared their opinions, like on us and the cast, which I uh -huh. think is super cool. So I think the community aspect I've definitely seen after the show, uh -huh. like have a community and you can make friends. Um, but for me, I still see the addiction. I still see the comparison contest and I still, still see there. It's, it's still, still there. there. Yeah, so, no, I agree. Yeah. So Frankie, to answer your question, it's transformed <laughs> in some of the positives, but the negatives are still there for sure. No, it's, it's inescapable. It's kind of like, I look at it honestly as like a necessary evil. It's just, yeah. okay, well, we started off banging rocks to communicate with each other. <laughs> and then we evolved. Eventually there was a phone and a radio and a television and whatever. And now here we are, we're yeah, just we are. on what, <laughs> our... 2021 version of banging two rocks together to talk yes. to each other yeah. <laughs> um but it's kind of annoying like there are uh disadvantages for sure. for sure okay i'm gonna bring up let's popcorn to another one of these questions a lot of people would like to know and specifically my friend mike he wants to know whether or not you stayed friends with joey or anyone else from the show definitely i stayed friends with all of them i actually spoke with joey and Seaburn and Sammy this week. So I'm super close with all of them. Yeah. Oh, cool. 100%. Yeah. That's neat. And actually, so the the catfish aspect of it, I just got reminded of all that. Yeah. It's been, it's been a minute uh, since I watched, you know. Yeah. Was that strange for you when you met people who were catfish? Yeah, when I met Rebecca, <laughs> that was so strange. It was like, whoa. <laughs> I thought it, it just... It like it makes you question everything that like you thought you knew in this game. 
oh no but then it was like super cool because like you know for my instance of the person who catfished me was my closest alliance member and you know one of my closest friends in there but i realized when you look at it they had my back the whole game so it doesn't even matter right i thought it was just it was surprising and it was funny for sure yeah yeah when you put it that way it almost makes me feel like when you're in mario kart and you pick an avatar and that's yeah. who you're playing as it's kind of similar except for not is that what you mean yeah exactly that's what i think like Imagine you and me are like playing Mario Kart where we play like two different people. Yeah, yeah. But we're still friends in the game. I think a lot of that friendship would be based in truth, you know? Mm -hmm. it's like, it just because of the avatar doesn't mean like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think it's a lot less like the inside versus the outside for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was what was so interesting to me. Every time there was a catfish who was revealed or when two catfish would meet and they would yeah. just have like these deep conversations and they're crying. And I'm like, wow okay so like you're saying maybe it's just that uh in that game at least uh people put up a certain avatar but all of the connections and the messages and everything are pretty close to that person who they are on the inside well it depends how the catfish plays the game for sure, sure. like if they're more manipulative maybe it's not yeah because sometimes <laughs> you know if a catfish play <laughs> plays like a really like you know, sometimes like if a catfish is playing, like on the UK version, someone had to play a grandma. Uh -huh. so a lot of times they were being investigated by the other cast, like saying like, so what like was popular during your time? So they can't really be themselves because they're being investigated. So they right. have to defend themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some lies involved, but I guess like you were saying you had an alliance with someone for like the whole game who ended yeah. up being catfish and you still felt like, well, this is my friend. Yeah, and that's all that matters, the friendship, the kinship, like on the inside, you know? Interesting, yeah. I actually, when you were talking about Survivor, I was thinking the reason I got really into the circle and a lot of these other competition shows that have an element of mystery was yeah. back in the day, did you ever watch The Mole? I watched, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched this, do you, I don't know if this was the season. Did you, there was, like a front runner and his journal got burned or something in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mole, okay. Here we go, here we go. Oh my God, wow. It wasn't just one person, okay? I'm looking at an old article, which y'all, uh, blast from the past, Anderson Cooper used to host the Mole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently in, in uh, season two, episode one, they set fire to all of the players' belongings. Yeah, I just remember the guy who won his journal, who he like meticulously wrote like all the details and information about the game. His like soul was dropped out of his like body because like he felt like his game was thrown away, but he still won the game. Yeah, yeah, like they, it, but it wasn't just one of the players that did it. I think that from what I'm reading here, the producer set fire to all of the players' bags. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that is, I mean, that's mean. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just torture. That's like, that wouldn't fly today. That was 20 years ago. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess they do a lot of torture to reality show contestants. I love watching The Bachelor and that's kind of like emotional manipulation on a different level. But I don't know, like when you bring your bag from home and then they just set all your stuff on fire, like. Oh, that's, it's tough. <laughs> I can't imagine what kind of contract you have to sign for that to be okay. Like, <laughs> yes, I will let you set my things on fire. Totally chill. Totally chill. <laughs>
are totally not chill because it's fire, you know. Womp, womp. He's got jokes, folks. He's got jokes. Uh, Oh, this is a good question uh, from Jerrica. How do you remain so positive? especially in life and on the show. Like, how do how are you able to keep your spirits up? Oh, well, first of all, I love the name, Jerrica. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just try to remember, like, we're only here for a finite time. And no matter what we do, the days are going to end, right? Like, the sun's going to set. The moon's coming up, you know? So might as well enjoy it and try to be happy. And I understand a lot of people go through a lot of crazy stuff. And you can't discount that. Um, I guess just in my sense, I always just try to, like, focus on the good and I don't know, take a chill and just enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. We were talking a little bit earlier about how you grew up in the Bay and I feel like uh, we went on a crazy tangent. I'd love to know like how you decided to go to UCLA and like what your life was like back then, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, my dad went to UCLA for his MBA. Okay. Love the campus. Big guy. I love Los Angeles and like the entertainment industry. So it was like super cool. And like, oh, LA, you know, this is so sick. Uh, <laughs> and I was a big, I, I liked like it was a big like sports school. I'm a competitor. So I was like, that's super fun. And what kind of sports do you like? I liked first, I like tennis. Like I love playing tennis myself the most. Um, I played baseball when I was younger. Do you still uh, play tennis? Yeah, I still play tennis to this day. Uh, I play like the mini games also like ping pong, frisbee. A lot but tennis is it for me and uh yeah i just love the school is great it's a great time yeah yeah i'm sure so in college and in high school i'm wondering like were you ever the popular guy or were you more like nose stuck in a book you, you, you strike me as a very outgoing person i don't think you've ever have you ever had a problem making friends oh no for me like in high school you know how there's like hella clicks and stuff you had the mm-hmm. I was like the guy who just talked to everyone and stuff. Um, I was just curious about everyone. So yeah, I was high school was a great time. I just talked to everyone. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then when you went to college, how was it different? Yeah, college I think college it gets more individualistic where people are more focused on their own stuff. But yeah, college mm-hmm. was super fun. I think it's more spread out and there's a bigger pond. College was super fun though. Hmm. Well, I think you know what I'm digging for? As, as I sit here in my virtual unlicensed therapy office is I yeah. want to know, like, just like, I want to know the real shit, Shubham. I want to know what, like, what, what hardship have you had in your life? Like, or in your, in your childhood, like, what's the secret? What have we had to overcome? Sure, sure. Like, because um, I feel this is my, my opinion is usually the most interesting people or the people who are drawn to the arts. Like there's usually something that that happened or something you've gone through that really makes you want to express so much sure uh not quite sure what i'm fishing for but i know there's something (laughs) i mean i don't know for me it just stems out of happiness there was no really like serious hardship for anything really not really i mean i was just you're just born that way you're just born like this yeah i I don't know I guess I just have this massive love. Like I just grew up, like I would love going to the movies or like, just like, I don't know. I was always enthralled by like comedy and stuff. So I guess. Oh yeah. Well, maybe it's not even from a deep dark place, but also like maybe a place of inspiration of like, was there a movie that you watched as a kid that you can remember and just walking out of the theater thinking, wow, I look at everything differently now. I don't remember. I remember when I watched the matrix which again, we brought that up earlier. Maybe this is just a theme. I remember watching that and walking out of the theater and being like, 
whoa, we are all living in the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy movie. Yeah, was there a movie like that for you when you were a kid? I don't know. I, all I can think of is, like, I haven't watched thinking. I was just, like, a massive Harry Potter guy. So I thought going to the movies, like, during then, that was, like, a... There was never an experience like that. You know what I mean? All like, the Harry Potter books and, like, turning them the into movies. among it, like, people dressing up. I've been thinking there's never been anything like that since. Like, that level of, like... What about Star Wars? People love Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think because I was older i didn't go to the theater when that was happening right well i mean yeah i i also was not here for the original star wars films uh oh yeah. <laughs> one two and three no three three was i saw it in the theater oh you're talking about episode one episode two episode three episode three yeah like the remake reboots no not the reboots like the, the prequels prequels yeah yes yes no i get what you're saying um but yeah there was a lot of excitement with harry potter and everything are you into fantasy and sci-fi is that your thing yeah, i was a big fantasy sci-fi guy for sure like i read the tolkien books and lord of the rings was dope and then uh yeah i like fantasy and sci-fi for sure that's cool yeah my favorite book when i was a kid was ender's game Ooh, did you like the movie i never watched it i'm too afraid to watch it because i feel like i'm not yeah, gonna like it how you view the book <laughs> is that is that silly of me like i know eventually i'll watch it i just no i think it's a valid point i think sometimes <laughs> it's better to keep the mind you know on that perfect view than to like damage it for sure. i just like it won't ruin the books for me the books will always be the books but i feel like they were such an integral part of my childhood that, and I had a very specific vision. I never really thought about it as a movie, but I was picturing the whole story in my head. They always say this because if you're really obsessed with a certain book, when you see the movie, no matter how good the movie is, your imagination is better. Absolutely. No, I agree. So, and that's what's the beauty of reading is, yeah, like I have better special effects in my head than anybody could pay for. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Back to like what you were talking about, you're in college. Okay, so we're studying engineering. Are you also taking theater classes? Well, I got a film writer, so I took like classes in like producing and screenwriting and directing and some animation, but my major was economics. And then now I was taking in the pandemic, I was taking a lot of like improv and comedy classes. Uh-huh. Those were super fun, yeah. That's cool. When you saw the application for the circle, like you're still a student at that point, or had you graduated? The circle. No, um, I <laughs> wait. Is that how you say it? Wait. Yeah, on. no, I say it like every time. I'm like, it's time to play the circle. <laughs> uh, I feel like a grandpa. No, the when I applied to the circle, it was two and a half years ago now. Okay, how do you feel like a grandpa? That wasn't. <laughs> well, I just turned twenty six, Katie. So. Wow. Well, I guess we better take you off to the old folks home. 26 well, years that, old. I'm contemplating getting a cane now. So, <laughs> uh, so you, okay, two and a half years ago, we, you're applying for it. And this was, you're not in school anymore. You're just out working in the yeah, world. Working, yeah. You, what was your job? What were you doing? Yes. Yeah, so I was working in virtual reality at the time. Uh -huh. uh, so that was super fun, like data and stuff like that. Um, and then I saw the flyer for the circle. My friend showed me the flyer for the circle online. I was like, wow. This is so cool. Then I auditioned and I went the process and yeah, it just yeah, it worked. Well, when they were you surprised or at all when they uh, picked you to be on the show or like were you excited? How did you feel when you knew you were gonna? I was do just it? so amped. I was, I was so grateful. I was so amped. I'm like, wow, I get a <laughs> chance to compete at this. You know what I mean? I was super yeah. stoked. And like, so, and I'm thinking again about that experience of being in those rooms. 
And I like my alone time, but I don't know if I like my alone time that much. No, I think, Katie, I think you'd like it because it's like you're playing the game. You know what I mean? You have like a objective, a function. Um, and it's like, I don't know. I think it's super. It's, I, I, yeah. I no, listen, I, I considered applying for Circle Season 2. I don't remember why oh, yeah. I didn't. I may have actually applied. It was, but I what applied what appealed to me about it was that it's it's a it's a fun reality show. It's a competition show, but they're not making you date anyone. Yeah, and those dating shows. Yeah, that's like a whole other ballpark. I like watching those dating shows, but I feel like I don't know if I could emotionally <laughs> or psychologically handle all like that. Like even if I know that maybe it's not real, but it feels like it's these people's real love lives. Well, I think dating shows going on there and being vulnerable is like three times like what a competition show is in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I recently actually, um, I was on a, a show called Backyard Bar Wars on True TV, which is also a competition show. But that nice. was, it was like a home improvement show and it was only one episode. And uh, basically the whole focus was just like, oh, me and my friend both have a backyard. They're building a bar in the yard. And like we have our friends drink at both bars and then vote on which one they like the best. But it's all kind of just. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it was fun. And like I got, I really, the main reason I signed up wasn't even just to be on TV. It was because I moved into a house and our backyard was lame and i was like let's do this okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and as, as a side effect i guess i get to be on tv for 15 minutes and yeah and whatever dope. when did you do it um it aired uh july 15th of this year so oh, nice pretty okay recently. So I'll, I'll check it out that'll it's be awesome hosted by krista stefano it was really fun uh but it, it, it really, it, it did open my eyes because they took over my life for a certain amount of time. And, and it was, uh, I had a new empathy for people who are on reality shows. Cause I feel like it can be, uh, it's, it's tough. It's exhausting. You're like on all day long, right? Or how, how many hours a day are they filming you? Well, ours was like, we were in the cameras were like on 24 seven. So like, Wow. Like, I mean, right, you sleep and stuff. They have cameras in the bathroom, right? Like, how do you handle that? How do you get privacy? No, well, you just say when you're going to the bathroom, like, and then they move the cameras and stuff. So you have to tell them every time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, wait. So, okay, take, like, take me through a day in the circle. You wake up, right? You yeah, make your breakfast. So you check. long ago. But yeah, you wake up, you do whatever activities or <laughs> if there's like a ranking. It depends on the day, right? There could be rankings, there could be games, there could be chats, there could be like, you know, just like your day-to-day, -day, like cooking or cleaning and just- Working like out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but like, if you need to go to the bathroom, you literally need to be like, hey, circle, <laughs> I'm no. using the bathroom. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know why they find that so funny. To me, no. I was like, maybe there's a button on the side they push or they just like throw a towel over it. What do they do? But you no, just have to I, that's funny yeah, yeah there's a lot of trust there you have to trust that they're not going to move that camera back down no yeah but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry I'm, I'm asking the, the the really dumb questions i just oh it's cool these are cool <laughs> questions never expected that it was something that just came into my mind because i was thinking like okay if i'm there how would I function in that space? And, yeah. you know, sometimes I like to have a really long bath or do something to unwind. And I, maybe I wouldn't 
want them to like film me, you know, in the bathroom. Yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> but I did, I did appreciate whenever they would show people getting ready and putting on like sheet masks or like. Yeah, that was nice for sure. That's really funny. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. It was two and a half years ago. It's probably hard for you to remember everything from that moment yeah. in time because we didn't even get to watch it until way later. And then, right? Yeah. Like, how long did it take between filming it to airing it? Uh, I think it was just like five months. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Four, maybe four, four months. Uh huh. And yeah. so you were not allowed to tell anyone, obviously, where your ranking was at the end of the show, yeah. right? No. And, and was that tough? Not really. I was just like, I was, I was just excited. Like, I yeah. Mean, uh, no, it wasn't tough. I was just curious. Like, I had a friend, he's like, dude, I think you're going to be first out. I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh man, you know? So it was, it was just super funny. Like knowing, it's just cool knowing like an outcome. Uh-huh. Like, I was like waiting for, so it was cool. So it was like having a fun secret. Yeah, for sure. It was a fun secret. <laughs> and then did you, when it premiered, did you have like a big party with your friends or? Uh, what did you do? I watched some of my family. So I watched it like my mom, dad. and Cute. like. I was like, you know, there's a little bit of nerves like when it comes out and stuff because it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? I do actually because I was really scared as well. I had uh, leading up to this one episode I did, which is way less than what you did. No. Uh, I remember I was so scared that they were going to give me a bad edit and I didn't really know like how I was going to be portrayed because sure. it, like you said, they are filming you 24-7 and that's a lot of footage. You don't know <laughs> which part of which part of your day they're actually going to show on television, right? So I remember I had like insomnia for about a week leading up to when the thing was premiering because I was just scared. Yeah. But I, I was excited too. I was like, you know, I had a bunch of friends over and like, I think I needed their moral support while I was watching. Yeah, for sure. I was just, <laughs> I forgot what I did on the show. So I was like, oh, if you know, I forget like, you know what I mean? Like I was just forgetting and like, as the weeks were getting by, the show was just getting bigger and bigger. So every week the drop was coming, I was like, oh, what did I do this week? Like, I forgot totally what I did. And oh, you mean, yeah, because you had filmed it five or six months before it premiered. Yeah, so, was... so you don't remember everything that you did while you were there. You just remember the outcome, probably. Yeah, and, I don't even yeah. remember. Because like, I was making so many decisions as an influencer. I'm like, maybe I was a villain because I was getting so many people out. Maybe I was. So I was just like, it was like. I was just so curious to see like how I played the game because I for completely forgot. Uh huh. So how was yours? How did yours turn out though? How did you like it? I think they portrayed me better than I thought they would. And I was kind of grateful, like I said, because it's a home improvement show. A lot of the show was really focused on the build and the hosts. So I was pretty happy about that because I you know, I haven't really been a contestant on a reality show before. And it was like a good little dipping the toe in the water where it wasn't totally yeah. about me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the parts that they did show, like, I felt like they portrayed me really nicely. I was worried because sometimes I can come across as a bitch if you don't know me. Oh, no. <laughs> not that I'm not a nice person, but like I have strong opinions, I guess. Sure, sure. Makes you a good contestant. Yeah, I'm very competitive. And so I was worried, like, ooh, am I going to come across a certain way? But it, sure. it, at least in my opinion, people feel free to sound off if I'm wrong. I feel like I came across as, like, a nice person who occasionally makes some sarcastic comments. Okay. Which, <laughs> which is, like, I think accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, you feel like your essence came through and everything was good. 
Yeah, you. absolutely. I was so grateful. I think they really captured me really accurately and authentically. So I was super stoked for sure. That's good. That's good. Because I've seen sometimes with people on these shows, they'd be like, that wasn't me at all. The editors did me dirty or <laughs> stuff like that. But it sounds like that wasn't the case for you. Yeah, I was super great. I was just so grateful. Like, yeah, for my case, like I was definitely really stoked. Yeah. So you and Joey, you're the odd couple. Are you guys just like going to go on a comedy tour now? Like what's next for you and Joey? Hey, that would be super funny. Yeah, me and Joey <laughs> always chit chat and shooting the shit and stuff. So who knows? That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and before we go, actually, we need to do hot tips. Hot tips, hot tips, hot tips. So, Shubham. Katie. You have a bad day. Whatever that looks like for you. Uh, you know. You had a bad day. I forgot the rest of it, actually. Okay. (laughs) Shivam, you have a bad day. Uh, Whatever that looks like for you. Maybe uh, you're you're in a fight with a friend or you um, don't finish everything at work or I don't know what the... You you try to do an audition or you bombed a a comedy show. Just bad things. Something bad happens. And... After this bad thing, you have to come home and you need to turn your mood around. Yeah. So what is your hot tip for us? I would just zen out, literally pop a squat on the bed, turn a movie on, just chill out, get like some food, some snacks and just watch some movies and just chill out, throw the social media away and just relax. The Zen zone. The Zen zone, whatever you want to do. I'll go play some tennis in the evening then, you know, maybe write a list of like stuff you're grateful for. I like this. Wait, okay. So we're doing a few backhands. We're doing a few backhands. Uh-huh. Maybe a nice slice, a nice forehand. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when you're playing tennis, do you have a buddy you play with or do you play on your own? Like I play friends. I play against the wall. I play against the dad. Against the dad? Or I play with my dad. Oh. <laughs> It was the wording. It was funny. I was like, huh. But yeah, that makes sense. And I used to play tennis when I was a kid. Maybe I need to get back into it. I think you should. Because I have a, like, I will say uh, the only thing I can offer in tennis is my backhand and my sprinting. That's halfway there already, you know? Okay. So I just need to work on serving. Serving the forehand. Uh, yeah, well, serving and the forehand, I guess. Those are my two things that I really need to work on. Yeah. You know how when you watch Venus and Serena Williams, they're always like, ah, ah, oh, the grunt. ah. Do you do uh, that? I don't grunt myself. Okay. Only like sometimes I've caught myself grunting, but like I understand probably like a high caliber they're playing. They're using so much of their like energy and stuff at like a high level. It's become like ingrained in them and it helps them like express themselves through their like hits. Yeah, I mean, I get it because it to me, uh, going to that place like in your diaphragm and being like, ha, huh, it does, like, it, it feels powerful, right? Yeah. Like it almost feels like when I do an acting warm up, like when you're going to go on stage, you're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, for sure. Like, like getting into funny. the breath. Sometimes it's funny when the grunts are like, someone's like hitting it, they're like, no and the grunt just keeps going on like or it's like ugh like it goes on to the next person's hit like it's like like usually they hit the ball like ugh and then someone's like ugh wow so people are really expressing themselves yeah well then I think at that point it could become sabotaging like you're trying to sabotage the other player's hit 
Oh, like you're distracting them with your crazy sounds that you're making. Yeah, because the grunt continues to the next person's hit. It's like, whoa, what's that up, you know? Maybe that's my new tactic. Maybe that's what I'm going to do when I don't know how to play. I'll just run onto the court, just flailing around, but I'll make a lot of weird sounds and you'll be yeah. like, what are you doing? And I'll be like, ah! Yeah, it's a zoo. <laughs> okay. You know, honestly, I see this as a tactic. I don't see this as a negative at all. So yeah, thank you. No, no. Thank you for the tip. I will definitely do that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I guess before we go, because uh, we're almost at the end, uh, do you have any other like words of wisdom for people out there? Because especially people who listen to my podcast, but people out there in general, it's a weird time. People are trying to like reinvent themselves after such a long isolation and realign their priorities uh do you have any words of wisdom because you you seem to radiate a lot of inner joy that that we could all use right now (laughs) thanks um don't take life too complicated you know it's never as serious as you think it is and you can always pivot out of something as much as you pivot in and it's it's okay to change stuff along the way you know you're gonna be fine in the end you know so that's what I would say. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Hell yes yeah. All of that. Like it's, yeah, I am guilty of taking myself too seriously. You're right. Like everything's going to be fine. Hakuna Matata, right? Yeah. No, but I've noticed people in the arts, you do take yourself so seriously in it compared to people in the other fields. Cause it's like, I personally, I think it's like, cause you have such high standards for yourself and you have like certain paths you want to go on. And it's like, so I, it makes sense in certain areas for sure. It's hard not to, you know what I mean? In oh, certain- I didn't take it as a criticism at all. You're so sweet. You're like trying no, to backpedal. I think it's yeah. good. It, yeah, yeah. I think there's a difference between being passionate about what you do versus beating yourself up over it and making it that it's uh, no longer even fun because you have such crazy standards for yourself. Yeah. Like you said. And I think that can happen a lot in the arts, you know? Do you, But do you do that to yourself? No, not... <laughs> There were like instances sometimes like, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. And then it like, you're like overthinking and you're just so mad at yourself. It's like, is this even fun anymore? But then I took a step back. I'm like, whoa, chill out. Because you're doing stand-up comedy now, right? Yeah, stand-up and some acting and uh, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And how uh, how did you get into stand-up comedy and how has it been for you? Oh, it's been great. I just enjoy it. Like I enjoyed watching, like, like I loved Steve Martin and, uh-huh. you know, Sein- Jerry Seinfeld. I grew up on those guys, so. Um, yeah, it's been super fun. And I did this thing in speech and debate when I was in high school called like humorous interpretation, mm-hmm. where you play like multiple characters in like one character set. And that like introduced me to the idea of like performance through like humor. And yeah, it's been super fun. That's cool. Yeah, I love Steve Martin. Uh, did you read his book, Born Standing Up? No, I want to though. It's on my list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend it. I don't know if I have it lying around anymore, but I'm pretty sure there's also an audiobook version. Yeah. I love reading or listening to biographies of people I admire and yeah, his, no like, it's super inspiring. And also, Steve Martin also went to UCLA. So you followed in his footsteps, dude. Like, that's not pretty yet. cool. Not yet. I hope so. That'd be sick. But you, you went to the same college. That's true. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you guys walk the same halls and now, now you're trying to like do, I mean, he, he's a legend. Why not? That would be super cool. Yeah. Cause I see that for you. He has that, like, he has that wholesome family friendly comedy Mm -hmm. is, are you, is, what's your style? Yeah. I think I would say that like the wholesome family for sure is more my like 
niche and stuff. So I like that for sure. Uh huh. Yeah, you like the dad jokes. You like stuff like, that that people don't have to be like, oh, kids, you can't listen to this. Yeah, true, true. But I totally like it. like it's like I love that comedy. Also, I just think. Oh, you mean dirty stuff? Oh yeah, dirty. But it's not my lane. I would say. <laughs> yeah, listen, we all have to stay in our lane. I I gave up on trying to compete with girls who are like blonde and you know absolutely nothing like me a long time ago because i'm i've got my own thing i'm staying in my own angsty lane uh (laughs) no i love it your lane's sick i love it that's awesome well uh, i really appreciate you coming on the show and uh like i i really think like you've been such a light in a dark time for me and for a lot of other people because of how genuine you were on the show and how you just continue to just, I don't know, you're, you're shining, dude, you're shining. So thank you for, for, uh, for being so positive because I think, uh, we all, we all need more of that. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And if people want to find you and what you're doing and follow your stand-up comedy career, where should they go? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram. Uh, if you just type shoe bomb underscore Goyle with two L's, I'm like the yellow avatar. And then on um, TikTok, I'm there too. Yeah, the yellow cool. backdrop. And then Twitter, it's at shoebombgoyle4635. We'll put follow- all this in the description. So oh hell yeah, pe- people yeah. will get it. That's awesome. It's cool. What? <laughs> I was just saying, like, you can follow or don't. It's chill either way. <laughs> we know. I'm here to say that I will not be chill if people do not immediately rush to their computers and smartphones to one we're gonna we're gonna follow shuby we're gonna root for him two we're gonna subscribe or follow this podcast and we're gonna leave a review those are the two things we're gonna do those are the two (laughs) (laughs) you know one for him one for me and actually honestly both of those things are gifts for you listener because like Shuby's going to bring joy to your life. I'm going to help you get your brain straight. We're all, everything's going to be great. We're all great. (laughs) We're all great. Thank you, Shuby. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that it made you feel a little bit less weird about whatever brain shit you're going through. And I've been your host, Katie Dahl. You can follow me on all the things at K-A-T-Y-D-O-L-L-E. And you can find Shoebomb. All of his info is in the description. And if you want to learn more about anything we talked about, whether that's a movie, a book, a TV show, etc. Or even just interesting quotes, uh, you can check out cryingbehindpod.com. That's where I put all the episode guides. Or at cryingbehindpod uh, is the Instagram. So yeah, that's basically it. And I hope that you gained some wisdom. I hope that this shined some light on you in a very dark time. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review, share it with a friend, And until next time, stay cool, stay present, stay sunny.